Is your life full? That's a good question. Is your life full? If not, it's probably because your fellowship with God is not complete through Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to the Portland General Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. The coronavirus pandemic has isolated many individuals and families from the rest of the church. Fellowship has been difficult for many of us as we try to prevent the spread of the infection. There is something profound to be said about fellowship with God and other believers. So join us today as Brother Larry Treadway begins a new sermon series entitled Family Fellowship. It's uh, good to have you with us again today. This is uh, actually the first Sunday we're back in our worship time together in the house of the Lord. Even though this is recorded a few days early, uh, we will still be together, hopefully, in the sanctuary, just focusing our one heart and one mind on the Lord. I want to give you a passage of scripture before we go to the sermon today. It's from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 4. It said, There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through you all and in you all, which means that the whole body of Christ in the, in the particular local body today of Portland churches come together to worship God together. All right, we start a new series today. The series is from the epistles of First, of First John, We'll be covering 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. If you want to be turning in your Bibles, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. We're looking at a family fellowship series. And the first sermon today is Fellowship with God and Other Believers. Fellowship with God and Other Believers. We'll be reading verses 1 through 4. Now, these letters of John, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, were written close to the end of the first century. He also wrote the Gospel of John. And there is an absolute connection between the Gospels and the letters of John. And we'll be reinforcing the, uh, the similarities coming back and forth as we go through the series. Now, the date, uh, let me give you a few dates. Uh, 30 to 33 AD, John is one of Jesus' disciples. He's probably approximately 20 years old. Then uh, from 35 A.D. to 70 A.D., he is one of the leaders of the Jerusalem church. He's an elder there. At approximately, he begins at approximately 25 years old. That's fairly young for an elder or pastor in church, but yet he was the elder there for 40 to 45 years. Then around 70 to 95 A.D., he served as an elder or a pastor of the Ephesian church. Then around 85 to 90 AD, he happens to write the Gospel of John. Then 90 to 95 AD, sometime in that time frame, he writes these three epistles, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Then around 95, 96 AD, somewhere right in that area, he is exiled to an island called Patmos. He is put there basically because of his preaching of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's there he writes the Revelation. 
And then around 96 to 100 AD, he returns to the Ephesus church until his death. And at his death, he is somewhere between 90 and 95 years old approximately. He is the only apostle to die a natural death as it was predicted by Jesus. Now, it wasn't an easy life. He went through an awful lot, as history tells us. Uh, but Jesus did predict him to live out his life and die not as a martyr for the faith. Now, in this letter, we'll look at the family intimacy, a fellowship uh, that is uh, the closeness of, of God. The fellowship is a connection and uh, it is also can be described as a closeness or that intimacy that's there. Now, it is possible, I want you to get this before we get in the gospel, okay? It is possible to have a relationship without a fellowship. You think about natural families, it is possible that you are related to other members of your family and still not have fellowship with the family. Maybe something has broken down that fellowship. Maybe it's distance or whatever it might be, but you can be related and yet not have the fellowship. Same is true in believers. We can be a believer of Jesus Christ and have a relationship with Jesus without actually having that fellowship with him that we ought to have. So we're gonna cover fellowship today in three areas. First, we're going to look at God the Father, the fellowship with God the Father. Second, with God the Son. And third, with other believers that John is referring to as little children in his writing. Now, quickly, I want to give you a glimpse of what first the chapter 1 and chapter 2 of 1 John covered, the relationship and the fellowship that's there. We're going to see how that even though we have a relationship and a fellowship with Jesus, we're going to look at the darkness that comes upon us sometimes because of sin. Then we'll see the light of God as he reveals the sin in our life and shines on our pathway of life. Then how the cross is the beginning of God, of the relationship to God as children of God. Then we'll still wind up in sin from time to time. And when we do, we'll be able to see the cleansing that begins with confession and leads unto forgiveness. We'll see now that Jesus is our attorney, our advocate, our go-between. We'll also follow him in obedience and we'll be told how to share the love that God the Father has loved us with especially to other family members. So this Sunday, this particular message, we're going to see how it's rich in wisdom and how that it produces joy. Not, now joy is not just a feeling, but it's a state of mind that brings peace. The theme verse today is in verse number four. So I'm gonna read verse four before I read the passage. Verse four says, and these things write we unto you that, our, that your joy may be full. These things are right unto you that your joy may be full. As, always, as already stated, you can be a part of the relationship with Christ without having fellowship with Christ, that closeness that you need to have. So the reason of this series today is family fellowship. Now John allows us to not only see the importance of that relationship of children in the family, but also to enjoy the family through fellowship that brings that closeness that produces joy. Now, we're going to relate to this as a child 
uh, as having closeness with our parent as well. Now, I've seen broken relationships in family uh, that's lasted even for years and years, maybe until the death of some family member. I've seen broken relationships in churches where members of churches would not be able to speak to each other or have fellowship with each other for the rest of their time in the church. Uh, they're related as family members of the church, but they're not there in fellowship. They don't have that closeness. So John allows us to see joy in the fellowship that we have with God. Beginning in verse number one, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled uh, of the word of life, for the life was manifested, that we have seen it and bear witness and show you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write unto you that your joy may be full. First of all, think about the relationship he covers in verses 1 and 2. He, let's look at the relationship as it's introduced. He said, that which was from the beginning. Notice the first word, that. What is that of that? Well, that is a what or a who that was there from the very beginning. Who was that? Well, we go to John's Gospel to the very first chapter of John to see the clearest of understanding of what that was that was there from the beginning. John chapter one, verses one through three. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, but without him was not anything made that was made. Now that produces a clear understanding of that which was from the beginning. That which was from the beginning is the word of God, and the word of God is declared as Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was there from the very beginning. The word was in the beginning, and the word was and is Jesus, the Son of God, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Now, you can have a personal relationship with this one who was from the beginning. You can confess him as the Lord and Savior of your life. You can repent of your sins. You can invite him into your heart. And you can have the very creator of everything into your heart and life. And you can be related to him in the family of God. Even in that relationship, though, sometimes we miss out on the fellowship or the closeness that we ought to have with the Creator God, with that which was from the beginning, that which we are related to through the new birth. Now, we also can see the relation as it is explained, which we have heard and which we have seen with our own eyes. The Apostle John said, we saw him with our own eyes. We heard him with human ears. And for a little over a year, uh, three years, he walked with us. We walked with him. We talked with him. He talked with us. We saw the miracles. We heard the preaching. We touched him that was there from the very beginning of time. And he says, you know what? We can, we can hear that too today. We can see him not with the actual, natural eyes. We don't see Jesus with our natural eyes. But we see him spiritually through the word of God with our spiritual eyes. We touch him by faith. 
and we have eternal life, which is by him. The ending of those first two verses said, we've looked upon him and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was that was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. How blessed it was for these disciples to see, hear, and touch the very Son of God, that which was from the beginning. They talked with Him. They saw Him. They experienced that great walk and talk with Jesus Christ. But just wait. Because we go to the words that Jesus said to Thomas in John chapter 20, verse number 29, right after his resurrection, Jesus said to Thomas, who was doubting at the time, said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou believe. Blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. That's us today. We see him and believe by faith, not with our natural eye. We didn't see him in the flesh, but yet we believe him. We're blessed because we have the form of the Holy Spirit living in us. And one of these days, praise God, we're going to be able to see him face to face as he is in glory. That same Jesus that made this relationship with God possible by grace through faith is we handle the word of life. We've been shown eternal life and we experience ourselves through the relationship of the Father and the Son. Those first two verses introduce that relationship. They explain that relationship through Jesus Christ. And then the next two verses introduces a more complete area of our life with Christ. It introduces the fellowship. So we're going to look now at the fellowship in the next few verses. In verses 3 and 4, see the fellowship as it is introduced. That which we have seen and heard, we unto declare, or declare we unto you, that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship was with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Twice in those two verses, we see the word we, speaking of John and the other apostles. And he says, hey, you can have that fellowship with us. But remember, that fellowship is not just with us. This fellowship is referring to the family of God, the fellowship in the family of God. Here it says, we want you to have fellowship or that intimacy, that closeness with us so that we may have that fellowship with you. We're, he's sharing with the, reader, with the readers here that they can have a relationship in the spiritual family of God and fellowship and closeness in that family of God. Then let's take the fellowship a little bit further as he explains it. We'll see the fellowship explained. He said it's with God. That's the explanation right there. Truly our fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus saying the heart of sharing with you this race relationship we had was with Jesus. But the heart of sharing with you that fellowship that we have is also with Jesus. You can be a part of it. You can have that same closeness that John had with God and with the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It is available to us and it will bring the joy, the fullness, he says, of our joy. Someone ought to say amen. Someone ought to say hallelujah. Someone ought to say praise the Lord that we can have that relationship as well as the fellowship that will produce the joy in our life that will make a full life of joy as we live for Christ. Now the relationship and the fellowship fills our heart with joy. He said these things right when to you 
that your joy may be full. Now let me take a minute to define joy. In order to define joy, we first have to consider a similar word, happiness. Now happiness is an internal feeling that's brought about by an external circumstance. You tell me a good joke, I laugh, guess what? It brings happiness. You, we go out and eat together, I enjoy that meal, it brings happiness. You give me a gift, I appreciate that gift, guess what? There's happiness. You give me an encouraging word that lifts my spirit, then there produces happiness. Happiness, though, varies from person to person and circumstance to circumstance. You see, what makes me happy may not make you happy. What makes me uh, uh, the circumstances of life that makes me happy may not be the circumstances of life that makes you happy. But then we turn around and we consider the word joy. Now, joy here is also an internal state, but it's a state of mind that's brought about by the knowledge of God. Not externals, circumstances doesn't matter. It doesn't vary from person to person, but it is a, uh, a, an internal peace of mind that is peace. It is not controlled by the externals, only by the internal presence of Jesus Christ that brings the joy. You see, if I read God's promises, in the Bible, I may be going through a hard time. But guess what? I still get joy out of the promises of God. If I go through a rough time in my life and I put my thoughts on God, then there comes joy back in my life. I can be facing death and I can think about the eternal uh, promises that God makes and it can bring joy in my life even at that time. It is the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's like the old children's song. I got that joy, joy, joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Or like that old song they sang too, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Again, the theme verse, verse 4. I keep driving it home. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Now, if I could translate that into my own way of preaching today, I would say these things am I preaching to you that your joy may be full. I'm preaching to you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ through faith and acceptance of his eternal salvation. I'm also preaching to you that you can have the fellowship with God and with other believers by the closeness that you have to God and by the closeness that you have to other believers. Is your life full? That's a good question. Is your life full? If not, it's probably, it may not be because your relationship with God is not there. It's probably because your fellowship with God is not complete through Jesus Christ. Uh, it just might be because you have a relationship without the fellowship. And if you're in that condition, if you have a relationship with God, but yet you don't have a closeness to God, it may very well make your life miserable. And I know it'll probably make it not satisfying at all. You need that closeness that brings that joyful fellowship that John's speaking about here. You see, you can join a church. You can join Portland Church. And yet, uh, 
not really, you got a relationship with the church when you join. Your name's on the roll. You can go out and tell people, hey, I'm a member of Portland Central Baptist Church. And you can come as a member and you can say it and you can watch and, and you can show up all you want to or you can attend regularly, you can worship, you can give, you can serve, you can connect with the people and connect with ministry. And when you do that, suddenly that relationship of being a member changes to a deeper relationship of a fellowship. You don't have that fellowship without commitment and involvement. When you, what you do in church brings fellowship that's more satisfying. Same's true with the church, with, with God. You get to know him more fully, you get close to him, and you get involved with his work. In other words, get committed to his work here on earth, and then your life can be full. If you need that closeness, that fellowship with God that you don't have, you need that closeness to God through your involvement and commitment to God. You might say, well, I want that joy. Well, great. It can be full and satisfying joy that goes beyond a relationship to a fellowship that will let the joy roll in your life. I think there's a lot of miserable people out there who are Christians because they don't have that relationship fully through fellowship. Now next week we're going to look at the conditions of fellowship and it'll talk about what the conditions are that we might have this full uh, fullness of joy in our life through Christ Jesus, through the conditions that he gives us in order that we maintain a proper healthy fellowship. I hope you have a fellowship today. I hope you've enjoyed the service today, Brother Roy's singing and the, the message of today, and that you'll tune in again next week. If you get a chance, drop by the church. We'll make a place for you here, even though we are trying to practice social distancing. We'll try to make a place for you in the house of God. If you have a need, just give us a call. Uh, the number's on our website. If you don't have it, it's 615-21057. That's 615 215- 2105735. I get it right. 615-210-5735. It's pretty bad when you don't know your own number, right? But uh, that's a number to contact. We'll pray with you. We'll do whatever we need to do as part of the family of God, relationally and hopefully even in fellowship. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord, for the relationship we have with you. Thank you, dear Lord, for the closeness we have with you in fellowship. And may we have that relationship and be sure of it. And may we be sure of our fellowship with you and the closeness that we have so that in this life we live for you, our joy will be full or complete. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We trust that God has blessed you with this message from his word. Each week, these sermons are made available in video and audio formats. If you want to watch our weekly sermon and Sunday School videos, you can find them on our YouTube channel. Just subscribe to the channel, but be sure to hit the notification bell so that you're notified when a new video is posted. For audio, you can subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find these audio recordings on our website, free to download, just visit www.portlandgbc.org. That's www.portlandgbc.org. Until next time, stay safe and may God bless you.